Good evening. Our top story tonight, Caleb Williams. Is he going to be a Washington commander? He just had his former offensive guru in Cliff Kingsbury hired by the Washington commanders to be the new OC. So could the Bears trade down and allow the commanders to select Caleb Williams? And also, in bigger news, potentially, you are now watching us live on the Player Profiler News Channel. If you haven't subscribed already, make sure you check that out. But we've got that. We've got so much more coming to you on Player Profiler today. And so we are back and there have been rumors, there have been conversations, there have been all sorts of speculation that the Washington Commanders could be looking at landing Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams is from the D.C. area and Caleb Williams has the star power, some think, to hold out to say no. I don't want to be drafted by the Chicago Bears. He's going to pull an Eli Manning with the Chargers. He's going to pull a John Elway with, I think it was the Colts. And he's already talking to Cliff Kingsbury on Instagram. He's saying congrats to his former coach who was hired by the Washington Commanders. Dan Quinn, super excited about landing Cliff Kingsbury. He says it is very similar to when he hired Kyle Shanahan. He says it was hard to go against Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals offense. Hard to go against Kyle Shanahan and his offense. And so he's looking to bring that kind of difficult offense to his team. And we'll see how it works out with the Washington Commanders. Cliff Kingsbury, not a lot of diversity in where he lines players up. But Caleb Williams is used to that. He was playing with Brendan Rice lining up at strictly left wide receiver. He already knows how to get it done in that style of offense. Hopefully there will be a little bit more structure than what we saw at USC, but this also means Eric Bieniemy won't be retained by the Washington Commanders. Eric Bieniemy met with the new head coach Dan Quinn and was basically told, "Hey, we wish you the best, but we're not going to be working together." So it is Cliff, the new offensive coordinator, and will he be able to get it done? Will the Commanders be able to convince the Chicago Bears that they should trade down? No, I do not believe this is possible. I do not believe this is likely. I don't think this is going to happen. I think that we're all just bored right now. We're all looking for a story. We're all looking to make connections. But here are some obvious connections that are not being made. So Caleb Williams, he works with the QB Collective. That is an organization that has one of its trainers, Shane Waldron. So Shane Waldron, the new offensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears will be working this offseason with Caleb Williams, has worked with him in the past, and we're just supposed to ignore that because Cliff Kingsbury, the offensive consultant for USC, has worked with him for a year. That's supposed to be enough to convince us that Shane Waldron, who does work with the QB Collective, will work and will train with Caleb Williams through the offseason we're going to ignore that, even though Cliff Kingsbury is not a part of that organization. I think we're just looking for a story. 
And I think we will see Caleb Williams as a Chicago Bear, Bear down. As for the Washington Commanders, they did announce Cliff Kingsbury as the OC, of course. Joe Witt Jr., the former secondary coach of the Dallas Cowboys, is going to be coming along. And we saw back-to-back not back to back years, there's a gap in between. But Trayvon Diggs led the NFL in interceptions. Deron Bland led the NFL in interceptions. So expect to see lots of big plays from the commanders and not just big plays against the commanders. And I completely agree with our friend, Sean Roberts, Washington can target him all they want. Bears own the one Oh one bear down. Let's go 100% agree. And 100% am laughing at the Washington commanders. It has been absolutely mind blowing how badly things have gone over the past couple of days for the Washington commanders. So they need this hype getting out. But we'll get back to that after a word from the Podfather. Oh, I see it every day online, every single day. Hey, that looks like a great fantasy team in an eight-team league. Oh, wish I could be in a league with you, right? Well, guess what? Now you can respond with, sure, let's play on Battle. That's the beauty of this platform. This new Battle platform standardizes all position scoring. So you just load your team and you challenge your friend, your colleague, Twitter troll, and you can browse other teams and issue challenges. Battle is revolutionizing fantasy football. And with code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match plus a free $10. So even if you deposit 20 you get 50 Think about that. So go to Battle.com. The code is UNDERWORLD. Battle.com. The code is UNDERWORLD. Or click a link in the description. It's fun to be right. It is fun to be right, and it is fun to subscribe to the Player Profiler News Channel. If you haven't done so already, make sure you search that out. There should be a link in the description as well. Make sure you subscribe because Player Profiler today is going to be coming back to you seven days a week. That plan is in motion. This is part of that plan unveiling. I'll be here Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 7 p.m., and we'll have some other hosts that will be coming to you as well. But Got to subscribe to the Player Profiler News Channel to follow along with all of the fun. And like I said, Washington Commanders have just been in shambles the past couple of days. Ben Johnson turns them down, and it goes from, well, we didn't, we never even really wanted Ben Johnson. We, it, was, it was an open conversation. And actually, he didn't do good in his interview anyways, to now it is outrageous. That's not how you conduct business. It's how you ruin your reputation from an anonymous source, probably within the Washington commanders. It is so clear that Ben Johnson broke the heart of the Washington commanders. And now they're on a PR blitz trying to make sure that they don't look like they lost the battle. They didn't, they don't look like they lost any ground. They want to reshape the culture and reshape the franchise with the Washington commanders. And so now they're backpedaling and it's just making them look worse. Everyone is saying, okay, this isn't over yet. We're still having to hear about how Ben Johnson broke the commander's heart. That continues. And it also very clear from the interview, from the article, that Aaron Glenn was not in consideration for the Detroit Lions. He's not mentioned at all, which is disappointing. But I digress. Final piece of information we heard today from The Athletic. The Athletic has been on a roll lately with the sources and the news that they have provided. Final thing we learned today is Mike Vrabel is too large. He's a large being, and that can be intimidating to people in the front office is the quote from an anonymous source. 
I don't know which organization this is from. It was obviously someone that hired a coach this offseason, but that is just absolutely hilarious. Mike Vrabel is too big and too intimidating to hire as a head coach, even though he's damn good at his job. Whatever, whatever. Happy to see our friend Anthony in the chat. Ben Johnson stayed in the best spot for Ben Johnson. Absolutely agree. The guy's 37 years old. He'll have another opportunity. As a Lions fan, are you ready for a 200 million contract for Goff? Yes, I absolutely am. I know it's coming and I am all right with it. It's going to mean the Lions have more money this year to spend because that's how it works. You sign someone to a contract extension, it lowers their cap hit for this year and next year, and then it spikes up down the road, but that'll free up the Lions to spend even more money. They've already got over $60 million to spend, seventh in the NFL, so I'm ready for it. The Lions are going to be going in this season on a Super Bowl, and speaking of spurning, a former lover or at least a love interest in a team, no one wants to compare Cliff Kingsbury to Ben Johnson, but they did the same thing because Cliff Kingsbury told the Raiders, no, I actually don't want to be here. We thought it was a done deal that Cliff Kingsbury was going to the Raiders. That was all but wrapped up. And then it fell apart. And Cliff Kingsbury takes his ball and goes to the Washington Commanders. But the NFL has no issue with that. It's the employee. It's the coach that when they spurn the NFL, that's, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It's the NFL and the media cycle. But anyways, Cliff Kingsbury, no longer the offense coordinator of the Raiders. Obviously, now he's with the commanders. They hire Luke Getze instead. Luke Getze, who had minimal success with Justin Fields with the Chicago Bears. It was a disaster of an offense. There were so much screens, so much not utilizing Justin Fields in the run game. It was a bad offense. But the Raiders are saying, oh, well, you know, it's not actually your fault, Luke Getze. So reading between the lines, pretty clear that Justin Fields will not be joining Luke Getze with the Las Vegas Raiders. Russell Wilson, we've heard connected to the Raiders quite a bit. And we'll see where Justin Fields ends up. Maybe it's with Atlanta. Not going to be with the Chargers, though, who are expected to hire Greg Roman in a prominent spot. Greg Roman, the architect of the Lamar Jackson offense early in his career, the architect of the Colin Kaepernick offense with the San Francisco 49ers. Greg Roman. A lot of success in the NFL, but his offense is so run heavy, so run oriented. Now, it was initially reported he was going to be the offensive coordinator. Now we hear prominent spot. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a consultant. Maybe it's assistant head coach. We can only hope that Greg Roman is not the guy calling plays for the Chargers. This is already going to be a run heavy offense. We're already going to be disappointed by Justin Herbert's lack of passing attempts, but maybe the efficiency evens out. Maybe he's still able to put up points with fewer pass attempts, but that's something we're going to be talking about all off season long. Chargers also hire Eagles, former senior assistant, Marcus Brady. Marcus Brady was fired by the Indianapolis Colts. They fired him before they fired Frank Reich before that whole debacle of a season, but he's been hired as the passing game coordinator of the Chargers. Hopefully, working on that pass game. Bears should trade Williams if he brings back multiple first rounds. He's not a proven player in the NFL. It's not the next Mahomes. It took 15 years to get Mahomes after Brady. I agree to an extent. It depends on what you get for moving back one pick, but this is not what they should do, what they shouldn't do. This is what they are going to do. And by all accounts, it sounds like they are not going to move back. Now that could change. Maybe there's an offer that the commanders put forward that is big enough. But news, this is a news show. News right now is no. 
Caleb Williams is going to be a Chicago Bear, and that could change. And it could change what the New England Patriots are going to do. They're looking for a new general manager, and if it's in-house, it's going to be Elliot Wolf or Matt Groh. And we don't even know if they're actually going to be called general manager, but there's going to be someone calling the shots for the New England Patriots. And if it's Elliot Wolf, it sounds like it might be a left tackle for the Patriots drafted at three, or that's just a smoke screen and the Patriots are drafting at QB, no matter who is left, whether it's Drake May, Jaden Daniels, somehow Caleb Williams. We'll see, and we'll also see Ben McAdoo joining the Patriots staff in an offensive role. He's going to be an assistant head coach type player compared with Alex Van Pelt. So I still think the Patriots are going to be drafting a quarterback. They bring in Alex Van Pelt, former quarterback, to help them scout quarterbacks. It sounds like they're going to be taking one at three. Just who's it going to be? Also going to be missing Steve Belichick. Another Belichick does actually find a job. The former outside linebackers coach of the New England Patriots is now the defensive coordinator of the Washington Huskies. So he gets an upgrade in title, upgrade in pay. And the running back coach, Vinny Sanceri, for the Patriots, he's also leaving to go to Washington as a member of the secondary. He's going to be working on the defense now, former safety in the NFL. Tyler Football would sell his soul for Caleb Williams to be a Falcon. I, I can't say you're wrong here. I, I, I can't say, I can't fault you at all. The Falcons need a quarterback. They absolutely do. And Raheem Morris seems to recognize that. When asked what Raheem Morris likes about this Falcons offense, he gave two answers. Drake London and Bijan Robinson talking about how incredible those two players are, how they're going to be using them, scheming them up. They're going to be focal points of this offense. Interesting. He didn't mention Kyle Pitts. So Kyle Pitts, clearly the beta to the alpha of Drake London, but that makes sense. Tight ends are very rarely the alpha in a passing game. Travis Kelsey is a unicorn. Gronk did it for a period of time, but he also Julian Edelman was taking a lot of targets from Gronk for a period of time. Either way, we are going to see how this all shakes out. Raheem Morris needs to get a quarterback. Who's it going to be? Let us know. Who do you think it's going to be? He didn't say Kyle Pitts. I was right. He didn't say Kyle Pitts. But let us know who you think it's going to be. Who the Falcons quarterback is going to be. Is it going to be Justin Fields? Is it going to be a rookie? Are they going to trade up for Jaden Daniels? Trade up for Drake May? Let us know who you think is going to be the next quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons because it's not going to be Desmond Ritter. It is absolutely not going to be Desmond Ritter. Could it be Baker Mayfield who did work with Zach Robinson with the Los Angeles Rams, though his offensive coordinator with the Rams is now the OC of the Bucs. So that could be a bidding war between two NFC South teams. Speaking of other teams, hiring coaches and Saints hire Clint Kubiak to be their offensive coordinator. He was the 49ers passing game coordinator. He replaced uh, Bobby Slowick when he left for the Houston Texans to be the OC. Before that, he was working with the Minnesota Vikings. He was an offensive coordinator there in the waning years of the Mike Zimmer era. We also saw the Dolphins hire Anthony Weaver to be their defensive coordinator. The Ravens are just hemorrhaging talent. They lost Joe Hortiz, who was high up there in the player personnel department. He's going to the Chargers. They lose their defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. He's now the Seahawks head coach. They lose Anthony Weaver, their defensive line coach, and their assistant head coach. He's headed to the Dolphins to be their defensive coordinator. And then I cannot remember the fourth guy they lost. I can't remember his name, but he went to the Titans. He was the secondary coach. Was it Denard Wilson? Anyways, they lost their secondary coach going to the Tennessee Titans to also become a defensive coordinator. So the Ravens are just purging talent 
in the front office, in the coaching side. Not good. Not good for the Baltimore Ravens. Speaking of the Ravens and John Harbaugh, his nephew, Jay Harbaugh, the son of Jim Harbaugh, who worked for Jim with the Michigan Wolverines. We all thought he was going to go to the Chargers, be the special teams coordinator there. And no, instead, he's accepted a job with the Seattle Seahawks. He's going to be joining Mike McDonald with the Seahawks, who he worked with with Michigan and with the Baltimore Ravens, worked with both with worked with him at both stops. Final piece of coaching information, Shane Bowen, the Titans, former defensive coordinator under Mike Vrabel, who overachieved a lot of years. The Titans were always better than the sum of their parts. Shane Bowen, new defensive coordinator of the New York Giants. Giants had a falling out with Wink Martindale. That was another great story. I believe it was by The Athletic as well. Talking about how Wink Martindale and Brian Dable, they just kind of fell apart with the New York Giants. They couldn't work together. Egos were too big. And now Brian Dable looking to save his job. If he fails... Could Bill Belichick come back to the New York Giants? That's one of the few spots I think could possibly happen. It could be, I think, we've heard the Chiefs, if Andy Reid is retiring. I, I don't think so much there. I think Brett Veach, the GM, is going to want to choose a new head coach, and he's going to want more control than he's than Belichick wants. So I think it could be the Giants, though, considering the Giants employed Bill Belichick all those years ago. I think it could be the Bills with Sean McDermott continuing to underachieve. Could see that be a John Fox gets replaced by Gary Kubiak so the Broncos can win a Super Bowl type thing. I don't think it'll work out. I don't think it should happen, but we'll see where Bill Belichick lands. As for the Super Bowl, we will be gearing up for the Super Bowl very shortly, or some of us already are. We've got Dario and Ahan both. No, not Ahan. Anand is down there alongside Dario. And I think Kelly is going as well. So we're going to have three people representing player profiler down at the Super Bowl, down there on Radio Row, media interviews and the like. Very excited. So keep an eye on that. Some updates on the Super Bowl. One stat I didn't realize, and it's kind of a, a cheap stat. So it's an Alabama draft pick. This is how they get around that rule after Jalen Hurts went to the Super Bowl. But an Alabama draft pick has never scored in the Super Bowl. And of course, Jalen Hurts, even though he spent three years at Alabama and only one at Oklahoma, that final year was at Oklahoma. So he's not an Alabama draft pick, even though he did rush for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Alabama quarterbacks have thrown touchdowns in the Super Bowl. They've just never actually rushed for one. We also have the 49ers. They haven't beat the Kansas City Chiefs since 2014. And over their past six games, they're one and five against Kansas City. Can they get that monkey off their back, dating back to 2004, I believe, if I may, am not mistaken. They'll have Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. He is also Mr. Toyota signing a deal. He is the first NFL player to sign a deal with Toyota. So congrats to Brock Purdy. He's going to be making some money. Maybe you can afford to move out and no longer have a roommate in San Francisco. Embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing. Not his fault, but the starting quarterback of the 49ers should be making enough money to not have a roommate. George Kittle has also been officially declared the best tight end in the NFL by Travis Kelsey. He has seeded that ground. He has passed that torch to Kelsey. Sorry, Kelsey has passed that torch to Kittle, admitting that there's a new best in town and it is George Kittle. So they're going to be matching up in a Super Bowl once again. Nick Bosa 
is not looking forward to playing the Kansas City Chiefs because of how much their offensive tackles hold. Says watching film, that is the first thing he notices, how grabby they are. Jed York, the owner of the San Francisco 49ers, also pointing out that he remembers the holding against Nick Bosa in the last Super Bowl, even though it wasn't a hold. And offensive line Twitter always knows more than you, so always just default to whatever, whatever offensive line Twitter is telling you. But either way, 49ers are already crying about the refs and the game hasn't even happened yet. As for the Kansas City Chiefs, Kadarius Tony is practicing in full. He is good to go. Isaiah Pacheco and Chris Jones are also both expected to play. They were limited last week with quad and ankle injuries. Both looks like they're going to have both of them. Joe Tooney, the left guard of the Kansas City Chiefs, he is still not practicing. Do not expect him to play in the Super Bowl. There's a very, very minimal chance that he could surprise us. But it sounds like more than likely Joe Tooney is going to miss the Super Bowl. It'll be Nick Allegretti in his stead, who did have some sex, did have some success in that last game for the Kansas City Chiefs. We also just wrapped up the Senior Bowl, and Michael Penix was the Player of the Week for his roster at quarterback, and he pulled out of the Senior Bowl game. He didn't actually play. He was supposed to play. He was supposed to start. Bo Nix actually ends up getting the start. Bo Nix plays a couple series, but it's mostly Sam Hartman for the team anyways. And we've heard mixed reviews. Some people say that, well, this is a bad look for Michael Penix pulling out this early. And then other people saying, yeah, it's a bad look. And he probably shouldn't have done it. It was bad advice, but also it's not going to make a difference how he does in this game. So it really, we're splitting hairs here, but going to be very interesting to see how Michael Penix, Bo Nix, JJ McCarthy, all shake out in these QB rankings. We know the top three pretty much locked in. We have Caleb Williams, we've got Jaden Daniels, and we've got Drake May. It's just what order you have those guys. And according to some, Lance Zierlin saying that Drake May could actually end up sliding in this draft, that Drake May may be QB3 and slide just a little bit. But we also heard quotes today that he's Josh Allen slash Justin Herbert with the arm of C.J. Stroud. Maybe that's hyperbole, but either way, Drake May still thought of in very high regard. Drake May was at the North Carolina basketball game alongside Sam Howell, potentially two North Carolina Tar Heels at Washington, that quarterback position. Very, very possible. Or the commanders could start fresh and move on from Sam Howell, get a more experienced backup to help develop Drake May. We'll see how it all shakes out. Or maybe it's Caleb Williams <laughs> with the Washington commanders. It's not going to be Caleb Williams. Final thing we heard about the draft this week, the giants are going to both draft a quarterback and sign a veteran to help develop that quarterback and compete with Daniel Jones. So we're going to have at least two new quarterbacks looking to push Daniel Jones out. Daniel Jones going to be slow to start the year. We'll see if he's even active week one. He could start the year on the PUP list after tearing his ACL. But either way, he does not have a long leash if he starts at all for the New York Giants. Other news and notes around the NFL. The Green Bay Packers are not considering trading Jair Alexander. Jair Alexander, the all-pro cornerback, did kind of post a goodbye or what a lot of people are reading as a goodbye. But we also hear this all the time. Players will post a goodbye. No, no, no. I was just saying goodbye on the season. I'm not saying goodbye to the team. Just saying goodbye on the season. So Packers not planning to trade Jair Alexander. And they are not expecting Aaron Jones to be going anywhere as well. Aaron Jones, really one of the few running backs who have a contract that it doesn't make sense to move on from because everyone's a free agent. Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, 
Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson, James Conner. Everyone's a free agent or their contract can very easily be, be moved on from except for Aaron Jones and maybe Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's kind of borderline. They will probably ask him to redo his contract. But Aaron Jones, one of the few running backs that is actually safe at this point and will be sticking with the Green Bay Packers. And the Packers also added Sean Mannion to their staff. Sean Mannion, former NFL quarterback, never really worked out, but was the perfect practice squad slash QB three guy for a lot of teams. Anyways, he's going to be working with the quarterbacks and the passing game for the Green Bay Packers. He's being promoted to coach. And we love this. We love the natural pathway from player to coach. We've seen a lot of success with it in the NFL. Dan Campbell, D'Amico Ryans, two of the best coaches in the NFL this year, both former players. As per former players, Le'Veon Bell is considering a comeback. And he's going to start training in March. And he's only going to play for one team. Y'all know who that that team is, but he's not going to tell you who that team is. He's obviously talking about the Steelers. Obviously, the Steelers are not going to have interest in Le'Veon Bell. And obviously, if he's not training until March, he, he's just doing nothing for the month of February. Probably not doing nothing, but he's not training to get back to the NFL field. If you want it, if you want to be an NFL player after all this time off, you're starting training now. This is this is clearly just Le'Veon Bell trying to stay in the headlines. Final piece of information that we got today. We are going to be blessed with a Friday game in week one of the NFL season. So we're going to have a game on Thursday, of course, kicking off the NFL season. It's going to be whoever wins this game, whether it's the Chiefs or the 49ers. I think it's going to be the Chiefs. But whoever wins this game, they're going to be hosting the, that first game. Then on Friday, we're going to get another game. Then obviously on Sunday, we're going to get football and Monday we're going to get football. So four games in five days. We also get Texas versus Michigan on that one day that isn't containing NFL football. So that's going to be beautiful as well. But on the Friday of week one, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be in Brazil hosting a game. We don't know who they're going to be playing yet. It could be the Falcons, the Panthers, Steelers, the Browns the Packers, the Jaguars, or any of their NFC East opponents, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Commanders. So if you're a fan of one of those teams, you very well could be watching your favorite football team in Brazil. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the Player Profiler News Channel. You got to check it out. We'll be back with all the news that you deserve all off-season long. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.